G'day, welcome along to the Short Ball Rugby Pass podcast. Scotty Stevenson and Mills Muliaina joining you. It is the 29th of August on a sunny day in Auckland City, Okalofa. It's really turned it on today, Mills. Okalofa. Okalofa. It's still cold though. Are you cold? I'm freezing. I don't, mate, this, it's not tropics out there, bro. It is, mate, if you wear it, it is. Yeah, well, you, that's the joy of wearing it. You actually shirt. look a lot browner, mate. So we're exactly what you right because yeah. it's pastels. Yeah, oh, now I'm freezing. Pastels always bring out the tan. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. Millsy, before we get underway on the rugby chat, uh, interesting news in New Zealand this week uh, about a, uh, a mystery trip that a couple of people have won to your hometown. And uh, they're not happy. Can you explain what's happened here? Oh, I'll tell you this. There's a couple that paid for a mystery trip via Air New Zealand. I spent about $1,500 in June. Sure. And that ended up in Invercargill. What's wrong with that? Well, I tell you what, they've got a bloody discount. Because usually for two people, it's about $1,800 return. <laughs> I know, and you know this, because you've had to take your son to Invercargill to see the family. All the time. Right. So, uh, but but what's, what seems to be the problem? What don't they like about Invercargill? Well, no one seems to know. They just took photos of the hotel. Where do they stay? Ascot Park? I don't think it was. I mean, when I looked at the photo, there was a picture of a car park, and it doesn't look like the Ascot. It's not the Ascot? So I, I won't hear a bad word about the it, Ascot. Actually, it's definitely not the Ascot, because the Ascot has only got one level. It's true. So they're up on the fifth level. It might have been the water tower. What, they were staying in the water tower? Well, possibly, mate. That's luxurious, isn't it? Well, h- hang on. I mean, you, you grew up in Invercargill uh, until, what, you were 15, 16? <laughs> <laughs> give, me your top, give me your top three tourist attractions of Invercargill. Okay. The museum? What's in the museum? Tuataras. Well, in the museum? That's the oldest living dinosaurs in the world. Are they real Tuatara or yeah. are they stuffed Tuatara? I mean, they're, they're real, but they don't move much, so you'd be sitting there most of the day. I mean, that takes up two, two or three hours of your day. What, looking at lizards? Yeah. You look at it and hopefully, I think it's Harry or someone that might actually move. Then you might wander down the road. Hang on, hang on. Have they got names? They have got names. I don't, I can't, don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on the names. Well, one's Harry. You remember this. <laughs> don't quote me on the names because I can't remember. And then after that, you could you know literally walk down to Queen's Park and have a look at the uh, ducks or... This is a good playground there for kids. What's and then go to Bluff? Hey, Bluff, great, great destination. Yeah, it's the bottom of New Zealand before you reach. Well, you got to go over to Stewart Island via boat or plane. Yeah, and then after that, maybe head to Gore. <laughs> so, hey. Hang on. Yeah, I've just said give me the top three tourist attractions of Invercargill. You've named a different town and then another different town and lizards and ducks. You can see ducks anywhere. What's so special about the ducks in Queens Park? Well, there's lots of them. <laughs> there isn't there actually there isn't there isn't much there isn't much about there. No, so I'd yeah, no ducks. I'd, I'd complain Park. too actually. I'm actually starting to side with this couple. <laughs> the only reason there's ducks in Queen's Park is on the first weekend of May. That's where they go to hide from ducks. everyone else who's got a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's not a bad place to hide actually. Okay, so this couple's unhappy that their mystery weekend took them into Invercargill. I think they're fussy. I like Invercargill. I'm going to give you some other destinations in Invercargill, other things to do. The Car Museum, which is yes, new. Yes, yes. Which that's is new. Up, that's only up the road from our place. Absolutely right. King's Fish Barn Ooh. for blue cotton chips. Yeah. Uh, the, the King's Takeaway is probably the greatest. Not bad you know, around oyster season either. And go and see Gremsey at the Spates Owl House. Always a good feed. Who? Gremlin. Where? Is there a Spates Owl House down there? Yeah. Oh, I oh you don't know that. that. Oh, actually, I know where it is, by the public library. There you go. I'm usually in there. <laughs> You've never been in a library in your life. <laughs> you know I have. You've never been in a library <laughs> in your life. Uh, let's get into the code, mate, because um, a Southland 
Uh, went down this weekend, speaking of Invercargill, to North Harbour. North Harbour 2-0. and mm. uh, This is very strange times. Uh, first season up in the Premiership, and uh, they are 2-0. and Granted, they have only played championship teams, Otago and Southland, mm-hmm. but they've knocked off the bottom of the South. Not a bad start for Harbour. Yeah, pretty good start. I mean, their, their first game, they're a little bit rusty. Uh, I thought, um, obviously, the conditions are pretty trying, but uh, down in the Cargill, they showed a lot of, uh, lot of flair, and then certainly the outside backs were pretty good too, so... No, it's a good start for Harbour, good start to the season, but, um, you know, a couple of couple of big ones coming up for sure. Now, I, I want to stay with Auckland City for a moment because um, 2-0 Harbour, uh, Auckland's uh, 1-1 and and they got a 10-8 victory over Northland last weekend. Uh, we need hey, to talk hey, about it. Are you okay about that? Well, no, I'm not, of course. I'm not okay. I think the Tanifar could have won that game and should have won that game. But here's my point. Why do Auckland look so bad? Why do Auckland look so bad? And here's a stat for you, Milsey. 125 carries per game over the last two games. That's third overall. They have made 280 metres a game. They are bottom-ranked team in metres made. How is that possible in Auckland rugby? Or, I mean, how is that possible when you've got some strike weapons? Well, that, that's what Man, I'm saying. Massive strike weapons. That, that's what I'm saying. You've got a guy like Malachi Fekito who's suddenly in the running for the Dwayne Monkley medal after two games, but there's no impact at all. Mm. No impact in that Auckland back line. I, th- they've got some serious issues here. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it is a little bit worrying, but it's sort of something that, um, I mean, it's hasn't been a surprise over the last couple of years really they've sort of struggled a little bit but then you sort of drop down and you look at their school level their schoolboy rugby and how uh, successful that is and then the talent that they've got there so between school level and I suppose you know Mitre 10 Cup you know what's what's going on yeah, with what the development are, that's and right what's, what's, what's happening, happening? What, that, what, what is happening are they are they just all disappearing people coming in saying you'll do you'll do you'll do you'll do take it away go somewhere else learn your craft yeah well over a number of years it's, that's what's happened you know other provinces have come out come on board and um, I suppose with that tournament being televised now as well that um, you know the schoolboy stuff you know there are other provinces come and say well, hey well would you rather sit behind a Malakai Fikitoa or George uh, uh, Moala, Moala mm. who's in Auckland or do you want to just come in and experience something different and now, then all of a sudden these kids blossom somewhere else and then they look to coming back I I mean, look at, you know, Malachi's done exactly that, you know. Mm. So if he didn't leave the Blues, who knows if he'd become an All Black or not. So th- this is probably the one of the one, one of their many problems. Well, it's a massive problem for me because this is, at some stage, Auckland has got to be the shop window once again for rugby. Yeah. Uh, the 1A First 15 competition likes to position itself as the best mm. First 15 competition in the mm-hmm. country. Some people would argue with that. Yeah. But, you know, like it or lump it, that's what they think they are. Yeah. And so they're churning out talent. Where is the talent going? Where does it go into the club system? How does it transfer from the club system into the provincial system? And where does it go above that into Super Rugby? Yeah, and I was just going to mention that, Sumail. I mean, it's probably, it's not just uh, going into the Mitre 10 Cup. I mean, you even look at the likes of Harbour, who are actually playing some good footy. Now, where, where's that sort of transpire to the to the next level, to the mm. Blues? I mean, you, you're seeing, you know, uh, individuals come out, you know, Rico Ioani perfect example you know he's 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 one that's that's um had massive gains but you're not actually seeing a team that's actually um being successful and we need that we need Auckland rugby to be you know back at the very top yeah I, I know it's an old cliche but I agree with you and and there's a reason for that fundamentally a third of the country lives here mm. so if a third of the country has Auckland and the Blues as their flagship teams yeah. and those teams aren't competing for trophies regularly every year uh, surely there's disenfranchisement there 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, is it just a rugby thing? I mean, you've even seen the, the leaguey boys aren't going too well either. But if we're going back to, um, you know, to the rugby, I think there's, there's definitely something going wrong. And they haven't quite put their finger on it. And for some sort of reason, um, you know, and they should be. They should be in finals football year in, year out. They should, I, I mean, and no disrespect to your Tanifas. You know, I mean, if they're going to come and, and play in Auckland, I mean, the Tanifas should hey, have actually won hey, that weekend. Hey, don't, don't. Disrespect Tanifa. You well, can't the start a sentence with saying no disrespect to your Tanifa and <laughs> yeah, then go and disrespect them. Yeah, but we you're talking about the, a, a place in Northland. Okay, let's 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 here's here's Northland who they struggle with the, the dynamics of being you know in Whangarei. They've got people from Kiri Kiri from Kaitaia. Correct. And then they've got no development. They've got no um, academy. If they haven't actually, they do have an academy, but they meet every like three or four months, possibly yeah. every six months. You got an Auckland-based team who are basically professional, you know, guys that are, have got the, the, the facilities, they've got, um, you know, every week they're coming in as an academy. So how does that then go onto the field to be 10-8 against a, a team who are basically, well, they don't really get together, to be yeah. totally honest? Yeah, yeah. All, all credit to Darren Wickham, by the way. Uh, I think he's he's got that team fired up. And, and the one guy that I think uh, has really shone over the last two weeks for the Tanifar is Rennie Ranger. Yeah, he's been massive, hasn't he? H- hasn't he just? And, yeah. you know, Rennie's had his issues, you know, all fulfilled and, and through life and with contracts here and there. And, and, you know, like, God, I can't remember too many All Blacks who have literally just said, oh, I've had enough, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, but that's Rennie. Uh, but he has come back and, you know, the experience he's brought back into that team, the backbone, Jack yeah. Goodhue coming back to Northland as mm-hmm. well. They've got a pack that's rumbling away. You know, that was a great old-school game, 10-8. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, guys like Rene going back there, I mean, he is, um, well, he epitomises what um, you know being a, a Northlander is, is all about, right? So he's gone back to his roots, and what his experience brings is the guys that actually try and stay there and stay in, in, the, in, that, uh, in that region without having to come to the likes of Auckland, that's you it. know? Do you know, this sums up Northern Rugby. You know, you talk about the fact that uh, there's not a lot of development there. It's a hard region to find players when they're spread from, you know, Cape Brianga uh, down to Wellsford. Three sets of brothers in that game. <laughs> the Prior boys, the Wright boys, <laughs> and the Goodhue brothers. <laughs> three sets of brothers. Six blokes out of 23 all related to each other. Yeah. They're, they're, nothing says Northland like that. Yeah. How, Brilliant. How great is that? I mean, <laughs> I know, it's how, awesome. I mean, you have a couple more other sets of brothers, you'll have a full team, mate. That's so, it, mate. Hey, that's that's awesome. it. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Who's impressed you the most? Because uh, Waikato had a bounce-back victory uh, on the uh, during the week uh, over Counties Monaco. Bit of heat in that game mm-hmm. as well. Bay of Plenty bounced back from defeat against the Tanifa by rinsing uh, Hawks Bay and Rotorua. Uh, I think this competition is one of the closest I can remember. Game of the weekend for me, undoubtedly, uh, was the Shield game. Where Otago uh, must be going, what do we have to do to mm. beat Canterbury? Oh, well, I mean, Canterbury have been there, done that, you know. So that's, I mean, when you've got a forward pack that's sort of been there and um, sort of worked together in, in the crucial moments, that's when they sort of actually, you know, rise to the um, to their very best. So, and you're right, what do Otago and, I mean, when we talk about Otago, we're supposed to be talking about the Highlanders rugby as well. I mean, what, what do they need to do to actually beat these guys, which is, but my, my, my the guy that stands out to me is probably Manahira, and, uh, who play, is playing for, um, for Waikato, for Waikato uh, after being, I mean, I know he's scoring tries. You know, he's getting himself in the right place at the right time. And it, it, it takes a lot of smarts to do that, mate. When, you get, when you've got a five-metre line out and you get yourself <laughs> to the very back and make sure you push, you know, your your, 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 your hooker forward. He's a hungus. 
a little bit hungus. But I like, I, I like his general play as well. I yeah. like him, you know, in the middle of the park. He's getting his hands on the ball and he's actually quite tough. So, and a great story behind him too. You know, he wasn't really wanted up here, um, a product of Westlake boys. And he's the guy that, yeah, he's one of those guys that, that just goes down, gets an opportunity somewhere else and is making, you know, a fist of it, which is fantastic. Yep. I look at the uh, at the points, combined points throughout the games. Uh, you know, Auckland is ranked last, uh, second last, should I say, behind Tasman. And uh, that's another question. What's going on with Tasman rugby at the moment? Uh, they got crushed by Canterbury. Yeah. Crushed in week one. This week, uh, dusted up by Manawatu, who were coming off the back of a loss to Wellington. Mm. Um, and that's what I mean about the closest to this competition. But I know Tasman have lost some real key players, yeah. like yeah. Kieran Fonatier, Marty yeah. Banks amongst them. Uh, obviously, Liam Squires taken out with uh, All Blacks footy. Uh, but you would have thought that, that a team that has built over many years, yeah. won a championship, always featured uh, in the premiership with finalists last year, they wouldn't be losing their opening two games. No, I mean I'm not too sure. Is is Leo McDonald still involved? Was Leo he? McDonald's still the coach? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you. I mean, I mean, you're. But those key, they're key players. They're key players to this region. Um, yes, it is only round two, and uh, and they've played some some fairly big games. Yeah, the first one against Canterbury. That's always going to be a yeah, tough one. Thirty nine nil. Yeah, I mean, so that's not, that's not Tasman, right? No, no. Yeah, exa- you're exactly right. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sort of ringing the alarm bells, you know, just yet. They are a talented um, team. Used to have a lost, lost a lot of, um, you know, big names. But um, you know, you know, it will be interesting to see how they go in the middle part, middle part of the season. Auckland take on Waikato last night, uh, tomorrow night, should I say, first of the Wednesday night games this year. Uh, this is absolutely crunch time for Auckland, I reckon, yep. uh, this game. Yes, I know they got the victory over over Northam by two points, but something's got a spark here. Otherwise, Waikato will put them to the sword. Well, I mean, you've seen what Waikato did to... Uh, um you know, County's, County's Manukau. Manukau. County's yeah. Manukau. I mean, so Waikato are probably looking um, at the moment, um, you know, the, the, the brand of rugby they're actually playing defensively as well. They've been, um, you know, very good. So if Auckland don't quite get it right, you know, the, the Waikato team will roll them. They love winning at Eden Park. Oh, they love, you know, travelling up, you know, State Highway 1. You know, they... they, they Every Waikato team, Chiefs team, whatever, love coming up, you know, State Highway One and taking on the the big the big boys, the, 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 the city slickers, right? Cowbells. They'll bring the pels. Oh, I mean, oh, the bells, the bells. Do you know what I once um I once came home from a road trip and uh, when I first started seeing my wife and she's not a rugby person and so I stopped at Hamilton Airport and I bought a cowbell <laughs> and I, and I took it home for her and she thought it was a piece of modern art. And just chucked it on the windowsill. Didn't realise what it was. It was there for three years before I actually had the heart to tell her that it's actually a Waikato rugby supporters cowbell. Mate, that is that's a trophy, mate. It's a that's right? a symbol of <laughs> three, being three. Hey, eh? just sat on the windowsill. Literally thought it was uh, it was some modern artwork. Oh, jeepers, mate! I'm surprised that it's just. St- did you did you dust it off? Yeah, still there. Did you ring it? No, I've never rung it, mate. You got to ring it. No, it's not up to me to ring it. I'm not a I'm not a Mooloo man. Well, why is it actually there then? You just well get her to ring it. To, it's a present to her. Hey, <laughs> eh? ring the bell. Oh, mate, I'll come round and ring it. <laughs> you will. You can't come round to my house again. Not after last time. <laughs> uh, they have plenty to take on Wellington. Uh, this will be a, this will be a classic. I reckon. I, I like the way Wellington's playing footy. Asafo mm. uh, Almuer. We need to talk about Millsy because uh, everyone else is. So we may as well. Yeah. What a freak of nature. Yeah. Oh. Is he gonna? Is he gonna oh. actually slow? I mean, nah. I mean, it's only, I know it's only week two. Nah. And is he? Is he still leading like a triassist? Well, uh, he's just behind uh, Tatuero Tahuriorangi. Oh. He's, uh, he's still got two. He didn't get a triassist last week. Shame on him. Jeepers! Oh, this guy. What? <laughs> where did he come from? Oh, 
where has he come from? I mean, I mean oh, what do you mean? We, we don't say it in the terms of he hasn't been around. But I mean, last year, his, his debut for Wellington, three tries. Three tries. You know, now under 20. So I, I, just, I meant more in the in the general sense. Yeah. Where does someone like that come from? How do they? How do you develop into this kind of kid? He's a world champion under 20. He debuted for Wellington last year. Couldn't get any game time for the Hurricanes this year. I wrote about him in January. I thought he was going to be the breakthrough rookie for the Hurricanes this yeah. year. He was stuck behind a... Pretty big pecking order of hookers, obviously. Yeah. Not next year. Surely he elevates next well, year. Yeah, you'd hope so. I, I just, I think from my point of view, I'd hope that um, because we've got some pretty good hookers, you know, in the in the top stuff. You got the best in the world, Dane Coles. Cody Taylor has been spectacular this year. You know, Nathan Harris. And so, if he has a cracker, yeah, yeah, you'd put him amongst that. But I just hope he stays a little bit patient as well. Because would, you take, would you take him on the end of year tour? If he, if he maintains this form, would you take him on the end of year tour, even as an apprentice, as the All Blacks have shown a willingness to do? Yeah, I, I think um, if there was an apprenticeship um, position, you'd take him as that. Cause, Damn you know, straight. I mean, you'd have to. You'd have to with someone like that. Hawks Bay are going to host Canterbury, Millsy, and uh, Canterbury down with the bot, but still... As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. to uh, hold on to the log of wood. Uh, Hawks Bay, uh, yes, they got the win over Southland in week one. Didn't look so good last week. Uh, I, I think Canterbury have to go into this as roaring favourites, oh, don't easily, they? E- easily. I mean, I, I like the, the Hawks Bay back line of Vianga and that um, out, out wide. Um, but I just, yeah, Canterbury will, will definitely be the first. I, th- I can't see Canterbury not... Uh, not um, not losing. Well, Ehi, sorry, not- do you know Ehi West got three points last week in a losing effort against Bay of Plenty? Three points. That was it? No, he got three points in the Dwayne Monkley medal last week. Oh, That's not bad for a first fight. Oh, that's not too bad at all. Hey, best player on show in a losing effort. Yeah, and, they, and mate, they lost by a fair oh, bit. The Battle of the Bay. The Battle of the Bay. A uh, bit of a matchup for you and I. Southland will take on Northland uh, this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's down in Invergiggle yes. as well. Not a happy hunting ground for the Tanifa. They yes, don't like it cold. They don't. Uh, I. It's luxurious down there, mate. I think it's going to be a great game, this. I think it's going to be an 8-6 thriller. <laughs> Eight six thriller. What's the weather like? Actually, well, the weather's always wet. The weather guys make sure it snows down there. Are those the people still in Invercargill? Do they want to go to the game? We can organise some tickets. Well, well, upgrade their no, mystery no, weekend. No, they've got a refund. Oh, have they? They've got a refund. 
Hang on, you didn't tell me that. They got a refund? Well, they asked for a refund because it wasn't luxurious. Unbelievable. Who wins, mate? Stags with the tunny fart. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Stags, Stags first win, mate. Oh, I'm going to... Oh, we got lunch on this. Because we can't bet. Stags, mate. You're going to... Stags. Easy. Okay, but it's you, always Hey, who are you supporting, mate? Yeah, you've got, you got a bit of flack about, about that song, mate. Come on. <laughs> deep down, you've got, you've got a purple work shirt there, buddy. <laughs> if the Tony Far win this game, you are shouting Oyster Lunch. No, it's, oyster season's finished, mate. If Southam wins this game, you can get... There are oysters in other parts of the country apart from Bluff. Oh, you want different oysters? Well, I'll take whatever oysters are available. Oh, okay, sweet. Anyway, bluff oysters are full of bacteria. What, something's happened with the bluff yeah, oysters. What's going on there? And so if, if South win, win, I'll shout your crayfish lunch. Oh, mate. Are you up for that? Oh, I'm up for that. Okay, it's oysters v. Crays. Uh, Taranaki taking on Counties Monaco. Uh, counties need to get back on the horse here. Uh, I think they'd have been really disappointed with that yeah. performance against Waikato. Yeah. Just couldn't get their motor running. No, nah, they couldn't. And the, the, they almost seemed like they're... You know, in all sorts they weren't really um, on the same page and mm. you know Waikato got into them early they did they sort of attacked them you know around the fringes got a lot of offloads and um, you know one guy that did stand out was Augustine Polo how about that hit oh so good hey on a hooker to boot on a hooker yeah gee and two metres from the line usually now I'm not saying this is what I used to do when there's you know a couple of metres you just, just go mate it's game over that's exactly Five, what you, know. you used to do yeah, well, Wendell Saylor ran over me. He took me, he took, took me with him a few times. So, <laughs> so I gave him that. Did he badmouth you when he did it? No, no, no. I just tried to go hide and try. I said, well, I'm going to lose this. So I'm just <laughs> going to try and get him held up. But, mate, not only did I lose it, they got five points out of it, damn it. <laughs> damn, Daniel. Was it, would you say your goal line defence was not your best quality? Or would you say it was not a bad quality? No, I'd, I'd say uh, it probably wasn't a bad quality, to be totally honest. What was your worst quality? As a fullback, uh, mm, let me see. Probably, I think um, kicking in the wider channels. <laughs> That's what and you used to teach and Beaver how to do that. I, and look I, what happened. You know, one of my favourite things. Happened. You know, one of my favourite things was actually cleaning rucks. You like cleaning rucks? Yeah, but it had to be really wide because then that way you're only up against other backs and not yeah. forwards. Get down low, mate. You're not going to get belted behind you. It's because you, you were getting rid of some residual anger issues through the yeah, breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was thankful. I was thankful <laughs> that by the time I finished up, they stopped counteracting. They, they started counteracting out, out out wider channel channels. I would have got doubt to out there. So, good thing I, I finished early. Eh? Timing in life, Millsy. It's yeah. all important. Hey, look. Then we round out the weekend. Waikato back in action against the Marco, and then Harbour uh, taking on Auckland on Sunday. Uh, yeah, the Battle of the Bridge. Uh, this used to be something to savour. I think um, Harbour might be favourites going into this, uh, given the fact they have home advantage at QBE. Yeah, I, I, you know, I wouldn't put it past. And it's a, it's actually a um, you know a short turnaround for the for the Auckland boys after the Waikato trip. So um, at the way Harbour are playing at the moment, I'd have to I'd have to put them the favourites to win this game. There it is. Controversial Mitre 10 Cup action, of course, so you can follow all the action live on Rugby Pass. You're on the short ball with Mills Molina and Scotty Stevenson. Time to get into the real deal. The Black Ferns arrived back in New Zealand this morning. Millsy, we were hoping to catch up with the girls, but timing is not quite right for us. Where to now for women's rugby? Farrah Palmer Cup is on, so we know we're going to have an opportunity to see a lot of these women in action again this season through the provincial competition. But... What must happen now to make sure that the momentum created by this Black Ferns campaign is not lost in New Zealand rugby? Yeah, well, there's been you know lots of talk about going professional, and I think this this need the women's game does need to go professional. I mean, 
it would have been easier to say let's go professional if they had lost to the English, right? Because they're a fully professional outfit. But there needs to be something that sort of, you know, pumped into the pumped into the women's game. They've been, you know, the way they've gone. And what I was surprised about, I didn't actually think they were going to dominate this much, given yeah. the way that the English came here yeah. and actually beat them up. And then they've gone over 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 there and played a World Cup final and were convincing winners. So for me, I think. Um, you know, if we can get to a stage where we like the, the Six Nations, you know, where they have a Six Nations women's competition over there, then I'd, I'd be happy. You know, at least it gets the, the woman um, playing, even if it gets to the stage where, you know, we spoke about it on Team Talk, that um, it's a double header. You know, why not have where, you know, it's a, we've got a Bledisloe Cup type scenario like we did in, um, in Dunedin last week with the woman and, and, and then the All Blacks play, you know, against against the Australian counterparts. I mean, that's that's what I'd like, to, like it to get to. Obviously, there's a lot of water that has to go under the bridge before it gets to that stage. And I, I don't know the, yeah. the dynamics. And, of it. and I realise that, that money is always the imperative here, right? And we've got 26 unions to keep afloat in New Zealand rugby. You've got five Super Rugby franchises. You've got the All Blacks, the under-20s program, the All Blacks Sevens, the Māori All Blacks, uh, the Heartland 15, all the rest of it, yeah. uh, and, and the Women's Sevens program as well. But there must be an appetite somewhere, right? Mm. If you have a look at uh, these women and what they're prepared to do to play the game at that level and to win, surely there's an appetite. We talk about rugby being the fastest growing market being women in our game, and that's globally. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, everyone's got excuses why it can't happen, Yeah. but is there the money to go around? Are there sponsors out there who would say, we want to sponsor this women's competition on its own, outright. We want to take the punt on this. Yeah. Is that... Too risky as a product, mm. or is that exactly where a sponsor should be? I, pick up any magazine. Eighty percent of advertisements in any magazine you pick up are aimed at women. women yeah. The marketing budgets for women's products are, are massive. Uh, these women represent high performance. They represent uh, energy. They represent uh, physical uh, embodiment of the power of women. They're out there doing their thing and they're achieving on the world stage. Uh, surely that, to me, is something worthy of supporting. Yeah, well, if, if, if I was a sponsor, that'd be, the, that'd be the way I'd go. But, you know, I, I'm, that's probably one of the issues. You know, is there anyone out there willing enough to actually put something, you know, to behind these, um, these ladies? Because, you know, they are. If you actually look at the way and how, um, you know, they train and um, some of the... I suppose things they have to overcome work-wise, and then to be able to perform at that level and the skill level is just amazing. It's huge, right? It's, it's massive. So, and then you, you factor the fact that, well, you factor in, um, you know, how massive it is over in Europe. You know, you got teams like Spain that actually got a got a team. So, I'm not. We're not. I suppose we're not saying um, let's do something right now on a global scale. You know, let's try and look after our, you know, our own backyard. The Australians must, with all that's going on over there, yep. surely they can get something behind, um, you know, their girls. You know, yep. their sevens uh, are gold medalists. Um, so there there's should be some, um, definitely some numbers there. And then let's, let's have a maybe Pacific Island team. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Well, I just, I just don't want to see this becoming, uh, you know, England obviously moving away from 15s contracts to sevens contracts. Uh, New Zealand rugby puts a lot of emphasis on, on the sevens program. I don't want to see women's rugby ghettoised as sevens. No. Because that shuts down a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't see Aldora Itunu. You don't see <laughs> Toka Natua. 
playing sevens because they can't. They can't, yeah. In the same way that you won't see Joe Moody, White, Crocodile and Franks playing sevens. Yeah. They, they won't because sevens game demands something that they don't have. Exactly. But they certainly have it in 15s. Yeah. And Melody Robinson has made this case many, many times before. I'm sure Farah Palmer's making this case. Anna Richards makes this case. Mm. Mona Lisa uh, uh, Codling, now Urquhart, makes this case. Yeah, these women want to play 15s rugby because that's their shape, that's their size, yeah. that's where they can express themselves in the game. We cannot afford to just say, well, women play sevens and that's that's that. And, that's you know, I... I cannot believe the RFU stance, having come out with a song and a dance in 2012 talking about the growth of the women's game and now saying, hey, we're just going to have professional sevens contracts to 15s gamers. Sorry about that. Yeah, and I mean, those players you just mentioned, how long have they gone on about it? And so we're sitting here in 2017, I know, uh, and they've played for a very long time. You know, yep. And they started right from the very beginning when uh, the Black Ferns rugby was at its pinnacle mm. and we're still sitting here now you know sort of harping on about when something's actually going to happen so did, did Anna Richards won four World Cups yeah four World Cups right yeah, yeah. and <laughs> we've knighted guys for winning one yeah <laughs> so, sorry yeah. truly though I know I yeah it is and and, and that, that's what we're saying we don't want to what are you going to wait another another 10 or 20 years before we start talking about this again so we've got we've got some traction now we've got momentum let's let's put it put it out there and try and get something together hey, there's this chicken egg argument and saying well no one wants to watch this so like, we really I love watching black ferns rugby oh mate <laughs> I loved Sunday. I thought Sunday was more entertaining for me than, than Saturday night. Well, how, how about that? Um, the, the Australian um, Black Friends game in Christchurch? How many hits were, were in Amazing. that game? You know, right. um, you were thinking, wow. I mean, how, <laughs> man, some of these girls can hit, you know? So, I mean, it is. It's, it's exciting stuff. And the skill level, I mentioned it before, the skill level's just gone to, you know, to something different. So, it, I mean, it, it's not like we're sitting there watching, um, you know, Girls just kicking the ball and I agree, playing. Mate. It's I it's agree. everything. Well, so. all, all I'm saying is, you know, we, we've got a chance now to come out and, and put our money where our mouth is and say, well, you know, we appreciate all the Black Ferns have done. They are world champions. Let's get along and, and watch a couple of games here. Mm. Let's get along and watch some Farah Palmer Cup. Yeah. Let's, let's go and watch these girls do their thing on the weekly basis on the domestic scene because they're worth your time exactly. and they're worth the price. And they're all going to be played, and I load this term as curtain raises, uh, during the Mitre 10 Cup. Go early. Yeah. Go and see for yourselves because if you've got daughters out there and you want to get them into a sport and they may not be gymnasts and they may not be ballerinas and they may not be tennis players, they sure as hell can be footy players. Mm. And, you know, they don't have to just be footy players. But wouldn't it be nice to know that there is a pathway professionally for your daughter to go through life and maybe become a rugby player in the same way there are, is a great pathway for boys to do that. Oh, man. And, and is it what? I mean, to be able to travel the world and do something that you love mm. on a professional scale, it's, there's nothing better. And so I think these girls deserve deserve that as well. Finally, Millsy, on the short ball today, uh, just a quick fire round of questions for you. Nigel Owens, jump the shark or still very good as a referee? Oh, man, that's a toughie. Just... I'm surrounded out there. I don't know if there, I don't know if there was there's a couple of things in the weekend. I'm sorry, and it's not a very quick answer. There's a couple of things in the weekend that I thought, you know, gee, you didn't need to go upstairs for that. Uh, you missed a couple. Of, that needed to be a penalty try, the the one, or a, at least a yellow card, and the one where he sort of went upstairs try or no try when he seen the ball go down. I mean, he's our number one ref, and I just thought he lacked confidence in in those um, those big moments and. That could have that, that 
that could have been massive. That's a that's a massive uh, momentum swing for the, for the All Blacks, okay? And so they perhaps probably possibly could, wouldn't have got themselves in that situation. And so mm. those those disappointed me about Nigel Owen because he's usually really good at that. Are the Wallabies vastly improved in a week, or did the All Blacks make them look good? Uh, they've improved. They've improved in a week. Bar that first, the All Blacks made them look good in that first ten or so minutes when they shot off to a seventeen nil lead. Now, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. But I do. There were aspects in the in the Wallabies game that have improved. Very. You're oh, so slightly. diplomatic. I'm not, mate. I'm just. You're so diplomatic. Well, I just I think they have improved. I definitely do think they have improved. Bowden Barrett, yep. is magic more important than management? Hmm. No, I don't know. You've played behind some pretty good first fives. Yeah. I mean, are we are we seeing a guy who makes up no, for I, a lot with his natural brilliance? Yeah, I shouldn't sit on the f- on fence with this. I think management is a lot better. I think I think management's more important. I think you got to when you're when you're sitting in a position that you are, you've got to manage the team. And if you want, if you're going to bring, yes, you, you put your magic in there as well, and it's going to be, you know, that's that's your A game. But when you've got one or the other in a key position like that, then you know you 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 sort of you know um, what what's the word I'm looking for here, Sumo? You got a problem. You have. Sonny Bill Williams, Pinocchio hands. <laughs> uh, did they give him another chance to redeem himself? And and was that a, a pretty low effort by his standards? Well, he, he he'll be disappointed with that. He'll know that. I mean, to drop four balls in those opening minutes, but. You know this. Okay, you, you you look at the skill level. First of all, you look at a couple of things. The skill level was it catchable? Okay, if it was, well, he'll know himself with it. Um, you know, you know, even under pressure, he's good under pressure at catching balls that are sitting there. Mm-hmm. And if it's not that, then you go back because there was a couple of times that uh, it was communication issues. You know, you go back and say, well, what was the call? Did we get it clear? And that's where you come down to the, the management that we we're talking about before. And so, when you see uh, a ten. You know, throw a, a ball to his tw- twelve and thirteen, and no one knows what's going on um, when you're supposedly been practicing that. You know, all week, and this is the beginning of the game. This is your mm-hmm. first couple of strikes. Then you've got to ask yourself as a unit, um, and that's why they have these meetings. You know, your, your inside units, what's going on? So, um, but I think he is. I think you know, Sonny Bill Williams is. Um, you know, he's good enough to be be in that in that position. He had a crap game. Of, yes, should he get another chance? Yes. Finally, Milsey, is it about time someone started talking about the Springboks? Because they're yeah. two and zero. Hmm. No one's talking about them. Not here. Yeah, I find that ridiculous. I think they're back. Yeah, I mean, going on Super Rugby, they're definitely back. Um, I think people possibly haven't spoken about them is because we've got the Argentinians first, and they're going to bring a different sort of kettle of fish, aren't they? They're going to get hammered. Uh, it's a new plumber. They're going to get yeah. hammered. Yeah, that, I mean. They possibly will. I'd like to see them be a little, you know, well, they are going to be physical. be interesting to see how their scrum goes. And they, they will hang hang in, hang about in the first 10 or 15 minutes. But um, oh, I'd hate to say, I think you're right. You could, you could possibly right. I don't want it to be in some ways. Yes, I want the All Blacks to win, of course, but I want a competition as well. Me too, Milsey. Me too. And we've got one. It's the Oyster Crayfish Challenge yeah. this weekend. Come on, the Tony Far. That'll do for the short ball. I've got a frog in my throat. Hey, Maybe. <clears throat> yeah. It's because you got that purple work shirt on. <laughs> Beat it. <laughs> catch you next week on the short ball. Make sure you catch all the action on rugbypass.com.
selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.